Hello, listeners and fellow explorers. This is Living in the Sprawl's lovely and talented producer-slash-wife, Lisa Steinberg. I wanted to thank all of you for your continuous support of the show. As a new podcast on the scene, John and I self-support the logistics and research that go into the show. The number one way to support the show is to rate, review, and share this podcast with everyone you know. Many of you have been doing this, and it has helped immensely. I also invite you to check out our website and the show notes for other ways to support the show. We are currently working with companies we currently use ourselves to get discount codes for our listeners and support the show in the process. These companies include Every Table, Just CBD Store, Gold Belly, Cats Botanicals, and so much more. By using the links on our website, you are letting them know we sent you and in turn supporting the show. You can also support us on Patreon and Podfan. Please check out the website at livinginthesprawlpodcast.com for updates on companies we are working with, our testimonies, links, codes, and new Living in the Sprawl merchandise. Again, thank you to all of you, our lovely listeners, for tuning in every week and allowing us to do what we love. Without further ado, your humble correspondent, John Steinberg. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Living in the Sprawl, Southern California's most adventurous podcast. I am, as always, your humble correspondent and host. My name is John Steinberg, joined, as always, by my lovely and immensely talented producer slash wife. Her name is Lisa Steinberg. I was reminded that this is her new name. I got it wrong last weekend when we recorded, but that won't happen again. Today, a special installment of the program, another culinary sojourn, which finds the team here at Sprawl Enterprises doing a veritable sandwich crawl throughout the Southland. That's right, we have compiled what we believe to be the 50 best sandwiches in the greater Los Angeles area. Now, I'm someone who spent a lifetime engaged in a prolonged love affair with the sandwich. As a kid, a foot-long meatball from Subway would suffice. And as I've grown older and my palate has sharpened, my preference has been for mom-and-pop-operated delis. I'm looking for a story with each entry on this list. Just like you come to us looking for stories. We need a reason. We need some motivation. In short, give us a reason. The sandwich, contrary to all preconceived notions, comes to us by way of our friends across the pond. The British are not a culture renowned for their culinary aptitude, but their one deeply penetrating culinary gift which they gave to the world just so happens to be one of the best. It was in the 18th century that one John Montague, also known as the fourth Earl of Sandwich, Sandwich being a region in the Kent area of the United Kingdom where Mr. Montague resided. In search of a food that he could quickly consume during lengthy card games, he instructed his assistants, well, let's call them what they were, servants, to get some meat, hide it between two pieces of bread, and voila, 
a finger food that he could nibble while contemplating whether or not to raise the buy-in price during grandiose poker tournaments. Now, this story could be apocryphal. It could be one of those great urban legends that tends to gain momentum as decades fly by and generations dwindle off and no one can really see where everything began. Like a warped game of telephone. After all, Montague wasn't the first gentleman to nominally endorse the idea of stuffing meat between slices of bread. He'd been beaten to the punch, in actuality, by forebearers that beat him out by centuries. We're talking a deep trip into the biblical past, which saw historical figures of note, like Hillel the Elder, decide to stuff bits of lamb and bitter herbs beneath the cascading shade of softened matzah crackers. The sandwich has kind of revolutionized the way in which people approach eating. Ideally suited for the modern moment, sandwiches can be consumed quickly so as to better maximize an employee's workday, promoting efficiency while not asking one's workforce to go eight hours without a meal. Los Angeles is infinitely blessed, as you will hear, with an unbelievable array of sandwich options. And I've made an effort, well, the team here at Sprawl Enterprises has made an effort to highlight contributions to the sandwich conversation from all across the Southland. We're talking banh mi, barbecue brisket, a French croque, an Armenian sujek, Nashville-style hot chicken, and, of course a preponderance of mom-and-pop delis. Not your typical Living in the Sprawl episode. We're going to do a sort of quick-hit style format here because, after all, we're doing 50 instead of 10. But I can wholeheartedly say that this topic is one of my absolute favorites, and I couldn't wait to set pen to paper in an effort to compile this, the Living in the Sprawl Definitive Guide to Sandwiches in the Greater Los Angeles Area. 50 of them at that. Let's begin. Echo Park, Cone Bee, the Egg Salad Sandwich. If you're interested in brevity, this is a great place to find yourself. You won't encounter much in the way of creature comforts, the air conditioning, I'm not sure if it works. The beverage selection is somewhat limited, but you're here for the egg salad sandwich because you probably saw it on someone's timeline while scrolling through Instagram. A newer entry into the list, but we begin with number 50, Conebee in Echo Park. 49. This one finds us traveling eastward, East LA in particular, stopping in for a bite at Crony's Famous Sandwich Shop. It's been in existence since the year of our Lord, 1953, a walk-up window on Whittier Boulevard, and unlike your garden variety Quiznos or Subway, Jimmy John's, Jersey Mike's, They really only offer a single sandwich, that being their delectable pastrami. It's messy, not a place to be counting calories, 
and non-existent ambiance. But you know what? When the food is this good, who really cares? Next, 48, Van Nuys, heading out to the valley, Samita's Don Adrian. The Samita, a formidable sandwich, comes piled high with an exacting spice quotient to boot. This traditional Mexican sandwich is enough to feed two and a splendid entry point for anyone eager to sample the finest sandwich options from south of the border. 47. Frumento's Italian Market. Sticking to the east side, this time in Montebello, we find ourselves standing in line at this tremendous family-run deli that's been around since 1958. The thing to get here is, surprise, 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 the Italian. Lots of meat, lots of vegetables, as much sauce as your heart desires. A mighty fine example of that family-owned deli that I adore so, so, so much. Number 46, Figueroa Philly. I wanted to find a representative from the Philadelphia Cheesesteak Committee and this establishment on Figueroa, less than a mile away from USC, definitely fits the bill. Everything that you want from a Philly without having to get on a plane and travel to the East Coast. Whether you're someone who adores Pats or Geno's, Figueroa Philly will unite all those who worship at the altar of the Philly cheesesteak. Next, let's head out to Los Feliz, where we sample a phenomenal French croque from Figaro Bistro. Los Feliz is the capital of gorgeous patios in the Los Angeles area, and this is no exception. You're signing up for classically constructed French Bistro Fair with a Los Angeles kick. This sandwich is terrific. Next, we head a bit down the road where we stop for a bite at the first outlet of Dave's Hot Chicken in Koreatown. The Nashville hot chicken craze has truly pervaded throughout the city over the course of the last couple of years. And since this business set up shop in K-Town, other outlets of Dave's Hot Chicken have popped up all across the city to the point where it's kind of the equivalent of Sugarfish for sushi. If you want to introduce someone to Nashville Hot Chicken, get yourself to a Dave's wherever you can. But this first one is our favorite and it's in Koreatown. Okay, next, let's go over to the west side. Haven't been there yet. Venice, specifically. It's Justa, or Justa. I'm not entirely sure how it's pronounced. But in any case, a delightful set of sandwiches here that will undoubtedly excite those that lean into the bohemian lifestyle and those who don't. It's the sandwich place that Venice deserves. The sandwiches are top-notch, though getting them in your hands can be cumbersome at points. So call ahead, 
see if you can order online, figure out a way to avoid standing there while everyone in the neighborhood gathers to do the exact same thing. But the sandwiches are top-notch, as I mentioned. Then we go over to Pico Robertson. This is the area along Pico Boulevard on the west side, which is home to a large concentration of Jewish men and women. And Pico is littered with delis offering that classic Reuben turkey on rye matzo ball soup. And there are a considerable number of options, but we think Factors Famous Deli does this type of thing the best. Then we work our way over to Lincoln Heights, stopping at an unassuming... Well, it kind of looks like a convenience store from the exterior, but inside, oh, inside, it's the Lincoln Heights Bottle Shop. They're not doing anything cutting edge here necessarily, other than making divine heaven-sent sandwiches. And we think that you will absolutely love them. Okay, next, going to the San Fernando Valley, Chatsworth specifically, stopping in for a bite to eat at San Carlo Deli. It's everything that you'd expect from a triumphant sandwich experience. It's in like a weird strip mall slash actual mall where you really wouldn't think a business like this would exist. It seems like the only folks who you see heading into the establishment are regulars. And that's because they are. You'd have to be told about this place in order to find it, but that's okay because San Carlo Deli makes some exquisite subs in the Northeast San Fernando Valley. And then we're going to head over the hill the other way into Thousand Oaks, where we amble into a German forward deli, Rhineland Deli. And it's here that you can get German cold cuts to your heart's content. Thousand Oaks is definitely not a city known for its culinary prowess. But if you find yourself in this area craving something German, Rhineland Deli is where you get it. Okay, coming back over the hill, we head into Highland Park, parking ourselves at Jeff's Table. Opened by a gentleman named, wait for it, wait for it, Jeff, that's right. A gentleman you will actually see working there who clearly has a passion along the lines of John Montague, the Earl of Sandwich. Here, you will get a chance to sample some top shelf pastrami cold cuts. If you can think of it, and it fits inside a sandwich, Jeff's Table will be able to hook you up. And then over to Silver Lake, where we stop in for a classic Cuban sandwich at El Cochinito, a family-run business that has been around for roughly three decades. How many things are better in life than that incomparable mix of ham, cheese, pickles, mustard, on two lovely pieces of bread. The Cubans have given us a lot to be thankful for, 
but perhaps we should be the most grateful for their dynamic sandwich. Then it's over to West Hollywood, where we stop in for a bite at All About the Bread. And if the title didn't clue you in, the bread is the star of the show here. Whether it's roast beef, tuna fish, or something that has no meat at all, All About the Bread in West Hollywood will delight you with its wonderful selection of da-da-da-da breads. Then it's on to Hollywood. And for that, I think we need some type of celebrity connection. And of course, we were able to find one. Fat Sal's. There are a few locations, one in Westwood, one over the hill in Encino. But this Hollywood original is a spot to check out if you've never been. Partially owned by Jerry Ferrara, or as you might know him, Turtle from Entourage. Fat Sal's has the kind of sandwiches you might expect to see at a county fair, except with a bit of a Hollywood finesse to them. These sandwiches come loaded with everything from mozzarella sticks to french fries, chicken fingers, and this in addition to your standard meat, cheese, mustard, bread. They're decadent, creative, and indicative of how over-the-top Hollywood and the mere idea of Hollywood truly is. So, Fat Sal's. Then, Westwood. Tarantulas, one of the team's favorite corners of the city. The sandwich that you can get at Laza's Grill on Westwood Boulevard is spot on. For those like your humble correspondent and host, you don't need a ton of vegetables. The meat is so flavorful, you don't even need sauce, really. And when I can vouch for a sandwich that is essentially just meat and bread, well, then that establishment has truly outdone itself. From historic Filipino town, let's check in at the park's finest, where you can order a Filipino-inspired steak sandwich. A great idea. Get yourself one of their truly inspired sandwiches before heading to see the Dodgers beat up on the San Francisco Giants. The park's finest will not disappoint. Then it's back to the west side, Century City, for a trip into the comfort zone, so to speak. Clementine isn't making up new rules in the sandwich game out of whole cloth. They aren't chef-driven or loaded with a million different kinds of ingredients. It's just a delicious assortment of sandwiches executed at the highest conceivable level. So if you think to yourself, oh man, Century City, that's a food desert. Fear not, because Clementine is here to save you. Then it's over to the Beverly Grove area. This place is within walking distance of the actual grove. It's Potato Chips Deli, one of the best sandwiches in the city, period. I recommend splurging and getting yourself a meatball. If you only do it a couple times a year, it's okay. Bring out that inner eight-year-old inside who grew up idolizing Happy Gilmore in the meatball sandwiches he so coveted. 
Now we've got to get in the car for a minute and head down to Anaheim. But it's for a good reason. Cortina's Deli, a family-run Italian market that's been around for several decades that offer that most celebrated of sandwiches, the Italian, and they do it extremely well. So if you're in Orange County, maybe you find yourself around the Magic Kingdom, this would be a great place to fuel up before sacrificing everything in your wallet on a day at Disneyland. Okay, then we get back in the car, motor our way over to the Culver City area, stopping in for a bite at Sorrento's Italian Deli. Another seemingly ageless, decades-old family-run institution, you'd be hard-pressed to locate a better take on the Italian this close to the Sony lot. Get yourself a bag of chips and a diet beverage, and have yourself a great time eating a scrumptious Italian sandwich from Sorrento's. Okay, now let's go to Kardashian land. Let's go to Calabasas. Now, there aren't a lot of reasons why you should ever really go to Calabasas, but this is one of them. It's Lovey's Deli, a city institution that has catered to the wealthy and not so wealthy, because not everyone is a Kardashian, Lovey's has found great fanfare with locals and visitors alike, greeting all customers with warm, lovingly, see what I did there? Assembled sandwiches. Then another voyage into the San Fernando Valley, Canoga Park this time, Cavaretta's Italian Deli, which has been around since 1959. And if you think about it, a place so successful and so integral in the lives of community members that it has existed, well, put it this way, it predates the Kennedy assassination. So if a business has been able to buck trends and stay on the up and up as long as Cavaretto's, well, then you can safely say that you are in pretty great hands. Canoga Park, Cavaretto's Italian Deli. We love it. Then it's down to the South Bay, San Pedro, Busy Bee Market. An aptly named establishment because the place is always jammed with those eager to take advantage of the reasonably priced, immensely pleasurable sandwiches. Whether it's an Italian, a hot sandwich, a cold sandwich, one that possibly I'm not even considering or haven't mentioned thus far, Busy Bee will hook you up and it won't set you back all that much. Now to the controversial. West Side, Santa Monica, Bay City's Italian Deli. Some would argue that I have this way too low on the list, but alas, I had a good, if not spectacular, couple of experiences at Bay Cities. But again, I am totally open to the idea that I'm in the minority. Bay City's Italian Deli has been around since 1925, almost 100 years catering to Westsiders. And if you're there for the first time, and to those of you that have already done this, you know what I'm going to say, you have to get the godmother. 
Bay Cities is without question one of the most famous delis in all of greater Los Angeles. So, of course, it had to be mentioned on this special installment of the show. But then we head back over the hill. I know it's a drag, trust me, but that's okay. We find ourselves in Sunland, Tahunga at Corsica Deli. This place has been around for five decades, and it's still thriving. If you're looking for ambiance, head elsewhere. But if you are in search of stellar sandwiches that add depth and character to any rotation, Corsica is more than willing to meet the challenge. Next, Burbank, Santoro's. The definition of a hole in the wall the place has been around since the late 1950s. Santoro's will never win you over with exterior charm, but that's fine by us because what you'll find inside will knock your socks off. Try the Italian. It's on par with the best that you'll find anywhere in the city. And this time we don't have to drive all that far because we're going to Mario's Italian Deli in nearby Glendale. Now, this business has existed for 60 years. Six, zero. If you're noticing a theme here, it's on purpose. Delis, places like Mario's, Santoro's, a lot of the establishments that we've discussed are building blocks of their communities. And that's why we love them and wanted to celebrate them. So Mario's holds a special place in the hearts of many Glendale residents as you can get yourself a sandwich loaded with head cheese if you want here, or do the right thing and get yourself cooking with the bad boy. I've heard Mario's name checked in a bunch of other podcasts. It is quite popular, and the reason why is because it's excellent. In Glendale, get over to Mario's. North Hollywood comes next. A quirky curious sandwich shop that goes by the name of Highmart Sandwiches is where we find ourselves. It leans Armenian, but you can get involved with their take on a gyro, and I think it'll ruin all gyros that you have following this one. Additionally, this is where to go for some excellent sujak and other Armenian specialties. In North Hollywood, great, 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 because Highmart isn't far away. Unfortunately, our next stop kind of is. It's the original Rinaldi's Deli in El Segundo. There are, well, actually the one in Manhattan Beach closed, so let's just focus on this outpost. A great spot to fuel up before tackling that great big blue Pacific Ocean. Or if you just want to get something more cost effective before parking yourself for a couple hours worth of patience at LAX. The original Rinaldi's is a great option for those in desperate need of a top-notch sandwich. And it's in a cute location right there on Main Street, reminding you that the Sprawl has great stuff any way you turn. 
But the thing about the sprawl is it involves a lot of time in a car. And that's what we'll be doing as we head back over the hill to Tarzana Armenian Deli on Ventura Boulevard. Not all that far from Sprawl Enterprises. This family-owned establishment has been around since 1972, delighting Armenian members of the community and those with nary a trace of Armenian blood coursing through their veins alike. The aforementioned Sujak sandwiches are the best anywhere in the city, but if you want a conventional turkey on white with mustard, mayonnaise, and cheese, they will hook it up for you. But take our advice and get yourself involved with the Armenian sandwich game at Tarzana Armenian Deli. Then we really maximize the extent of the sprawl as we get back in the car and head out to the San Gabriel region actually kind of past the San Gabriel region, West Covina, actually, just Covina. It's Capri Deli, a place so beloved, it's existed since 1954 in the same location. This was the first time that I'd ever been to Covina. I wanted to see where the Bohemian Rhapsody scene from Wayne's World was filmed, and this was a great spot to get my sandwich game on beforehand perpetually busy host to generation upon generation of satisfied customers. If you find yourself in this corner of the sprawl, Capri Deli is where you're able to address your sandwich fix. Then it's to San Gabriel, well, the valley proper, Claro's Italian Deli. This one's been around since 1948. There are a couple of outposts, but this is the original. And when you actually bite in to one of their sublime spreads, you'll understand why they've been able to stay in business so long. If you're not in the mood for some of the world's best Chinese offerings, Claro's is where to get a spectacular sandwich around these parts. Then it's over to Eagle Rock Italian Deli, which has been around since 1988. A terrific selection of your quintessential deli favorites. For me, it's always roast beef, white bread, spicy mustard, mayonnaise, Swiss cheese. And the version that I had from this family-run spot was killer. But not to be outdone, Next on our list is Arts Deli on Ventura Boulevard in Studio City. The valley happens to be blessed with a cornucopia of terrific decades-old delis. And this is right up there with the best of them. If you're from New York and you want something that'll remind you of a trip to Katz's, this'll fit the bill. Or if you just don't want to fork over $40 for mediocre mahi-mahi at Margaritaville before a trip to Universal Studios, then Arts Deli in nearby Studio City will help everyone out immensely. Now we're really to the heart of the matter. We are within the upper echelon of the best sandwiches in the greater Los Angeles area. Now we have to head over to the 90210 to Beverly Hills, Nate and Al's. It's been around since 1945. 
Larry King and his friends used to gather here every morning to talk shop, gossip, make each other laugh as they dined on elite bagel sandwiches paired with lox. But the corned beef sandwiches from Nate and Al's are to die for. Then it's Encino, within walking distance of the Sprawl Enterprises recording studio, where we grab ourselves a veal parmesan sandwich from Domingo's. For a place to be in operation since 1948, well, that requires a couple of things. Number one, a desirable product. Number two, a desirable location. And number three, consistency. And that is what reigns supreme at Domingo's. I've had the veal parmigiana, which, just admitting, is my favorite food. I've had the sandwich from Domingo's a couple times, and on every occasion, it exceeds my expectations. We absolutely adore Domingo's, and clearly, so do a lot of other people. Otherwise, it would not have been able to exist as long as the state of Israel. Back to the car, back to the South Bay, Gardena this time. A business that's been around since 1952, the original Giolino's Deli. There's nothing here that's going to compel you to reconsider the notion of the sandwich writ large. You won't find kale-forward dishes sprinkled with pomegranates and lemon zest. But what you will encounter is an onslaught of well-crafted, flawlessly executed sandwiches. Gardena is not typically a place that you would associate with upper crust Italian delis, but that is what makes the sprawl so wonderful. They can exist anywhere. The original Giolino's is a shining example of that. Now it's over to the Windsor Hills area of the city where we stop for a bite at Mike's Deli. Terrific, terrific, terrific. I sound like the swan from Charlotte's Web, but it's because the dynamic offerings here have left me without recourse. That's all I need to say about the sandwich game here at Mike's Deli. So what it lacks in a clever name, just take it from me, the sandwiches here are nothing short of spectacular. Then it's Grand Central Market where we find ourselves. Wexler's Deli, a place so great you would just assume, oh, well, clearly this has been around since the Johnson administration. Well, in fact, it's a relative newcomer to this list as we've been discussing a multitude of places that have been around for decades. Wexler's Deli is a relative novice, but don't take their relative youth for poor performance. The pastrami sandwiches here are terrific. There are a plethora of stalls at Grand Central Market. If you have a hankering for a sandwich, the only place to get in that fix is at Wexler's Deli. Back to the valley again, Woodland Hills this time, Dan's Super Subs. Underneath the freeway, still on Ventura, but the furthest reaches of Ventura, is where you'll be going, but you'll thank us as the enormous sandwiches from this 30-year-old valley stalwart are absolute crowd pleasers. 
There were a couple of different possible entries in Woodland Hills. Dan Super Subs is the best out of the bunch. I mentioned that we would be talking about the Bon Mi, and now we've gotten to that point of the program where we tackle it head on. Let's head out to Rosemead, the San Gabriel Valley. Tip Top Sandwiches, the best banh mi in all of greater Los Angeles. My beautiful wife worships at the altar of Tip Top Sandwiches. You can't do better for a banh mi in the area. If you could do better from a location standpoint, you might find yourself in Pasadena. And while in Pasadena, you might find yourself at Roma Market. Having been established in 1975, the Italian market specializes in no frills, no condiments, and no substitutions, the sub $10 submarine sandwich. It used to be five American dollars. I have a feeling it's probably six or seven as of this recording, but for seven American dollars outside of a drive-through window, This is the best you'd be so lucky to receive. Pasadena is the last place that I expected to find an establishment like Roma Market. But again, as I consistently point out, the sprawl is a labyrinth of minor miracles. And one of them is the sub $10 submarine sandwich at Roma Market in Pasadena. For a bit of this, for a bit of that, we head to Inglewood, where we can't decide between a po' boy or a Reuben. Orleans and York Deli is the best of both worlds. Cajun-tinged sandwiches find themselves paired alongside items you'd find at the Carnegie Deli here. Both are truly excellent. You cannot make a mistake which way you decide to travel south or to the northeast. Then back over the hill to the valley, Northridge this time, it's Brent's Deli, a favorite among valley residents. Brent's has been around since 1967, competing with the best and brightest that shine all throughout the area. I keep saying pastrami because they're objectively excellent, but also because the area happens to be home to a great crop of places that execute pastrami sandwiches at the highest conceivable levels. And in the valley, the move, if you only have one, would be to go to Brent's. Get yourself a ticket on that pastrami train. And we find ourselves the final three. The bronze, the silver, and of course, the gold medalist. Let's start with the bronze. And for this, it requires a trip to Chinatown. The Far East Plaza, one of our favorite, if you've listened to the food hall episodes, food halls in all of the sprawl. Howlin' Ray's, you can make a great argument, is what popularized the Nashville hot chicken sandwich in the Southland. Before the pandemic, lines at Helen Ray's would run daily for hours upon hours. I waited to get my gorgeous wife a hot chicken sandwich for two and a half hours. 
And I was thankful that I did because I've been to Nashville. I've been to the epicenter of hot chicken paradise. And you know what? Helen Ray's is better. There we go. I said it. And for us, it's the third best sandwich in all of the greater Los Angeles area. It gets the bronze. The silver. The second best. That is bestowed upon Johnny's Pastrami in West Adams. For those longtime Sprawl listeners, you'll know that the team here loves the Kenneth Hahn Park in nearby Baldwin Hills. A wise man or wise woman would plan a Saturday around a picnic at Kenneth Hahn with the food coming from Johnny's. It's been around since 1956 with a several-year interlude rather recently as the business ceased functioning in 2015. But much to the city's credit, it came back with new restored life right after the pandemic and is thriving once again. The name should clue you in. Yeah, pastrami, that's the move here. The more mustard, the better. Who needs cheese? You should probably go rye bread, but if you don't, it's okay. Johnny's pastrami is a godsend. But that leaves us with our gold medalist, the finest purveyors in the game, the greatest sandwich artists in all the city of stars. A place so wonderful that I'm breaking a podcast rule so that I can talk about it. I have this rule where I only want to discuss something once on the podcast. This place has already been chronicled in an episode from our archives, but I want to praise this establishment from high, high atop the San Gabriel Mountains. It is, of course... Langer's Delicatessen in Westlake. Been around since 1947. I almost want to just say, get the number 19 and drop the mic. But I won't. Langer's is, without question, the most important deli in all of the Southern California sprawl. The ratio of bread to meat to cheese to dressing is something that belongs in the Louvre. If you could only have but a single sandwich, this is the best one. And that's going to do it for a special blowout mega sandwich focused episode of the program. We want to thank all of our lovely and wonderful patrons for their support. A couple of ways to tell us that you care. Hop on Apple iTunes that purple icon, leave us a five-star rating. And if you could, drop us a nice review. Those help us out a great deal on the business end. Our Instagram handle, Living in the Sprawl Podcast. If you'd like to correspond with the team here at Sprawl Enterprises, feel free to drop us a line, write us an email, livinginthesprawlpodcast at gmail.com is the email address. And we invite you to write us with your recommendations for episode topics that you'd like to hear discussed. 
if you feel as if we've led you astray. Any and all of your feedback is definitely invaluable, so write us an email if you so desire. We'd like to direct you to our wonderful website, and it's here that you can find our Living in the Sprawl guide, a sort of cheat sheet so that you don't have to go combing through old archived episodes of the program, looking for that one specific recommendation for a place where you should get yourself a Michelin-style meal. You don't have to do that. Get the Living in the Sprawl guide, and it'll save you some time. On our website, we also want to remind you that we have merchandise, and it's pretty cool merchandise at that. Mugs, pens, magnets. If you can think of it, if you want it, and it's Living on the Sprawl related, the place to find it is on our website. We also want to remind everyone about our Patreon page. You can become a Patreon supporter which gives you access to exclusive content that you can only hear by becoming a Patreon supporter. We want to thank Tom in particular for his support this week. And it's here that you'll be able to check out episodes that we've done on burgers, fish markets, pizza. So on behalf of the team here at Sprawl Enterprises, want to thank everyone for their continued support. I am, as always, your humble correspondent and host. My name is John Steinberg, joined by my infinitely lovely and talented producer slash wife. Her name is Lisa Steinberg. I got it right this time. Thanking everyone again for listening to another episode of Living in the Sprawl. Southern California's most adventurous podcast. Until next time.